the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon. It's the Bill Bunkley Show, and we are excited about uh, the entire world is granting their attention right here in Central Florida, right on up the old I-4 Parkway here. This is ground zero, not only for Florida, and by that I mean the I-4 corridor. All of them, all of your spin doctors and your media hosts are talking about that, but I'm going to tell you that... uh, could very well be that right here in the I-4 corridor, it is going to be the ground zero for the entire presidential campaign. Hey, glad you're with us this afternoon. I'm Bill Bunkley. want to welcome all of you joining us this afternoon on The Biz. We'll have an update of what's happened uh, during the day in Wall Street in just a moment. Get it a little more chance to uh, clear out on uh, this Tuesday afternoon. In addition to that, uh, welcome all of you folks with the answer. A lot of you are just waiting with uh, a lot of anticipation of what's going to be happening here uh, just shortly after 8 o'clock this evening. And in case you've been hiding under a rock and the only one that didn't didn't get the word that uh, President uh, Donald John Trump, uh, if he's not already, I know he was getting ready to board Air Force One to head down to Orlando, Florida. He'll be kicking off the campaign that never ended. You know what I mean? Uh, the, <laughs> the 2016 campaign never ended. I mean, it's been ongoing. The president has been campaigning ever since he's been in office, but we're going to have what some are calling a ceremonial kickoff tonight. That's right. Kind of a ceremonial kickoff for the reelection effort of the presidential Trump campaign. Now we're going to have a special treat coming up and we're going to be a little bit flexible because, Our good friend and um, our morning host on the answer stations uh, nationally, that is Mike Gallagher. Mike uh, actually uh, got and arrived in Orlando yesterday, has been out with those who, by the time the function gets underway tonight, it's estimated that some of the folks at the beginning of the line, first come, first serve, have been in that line for about 40 hours where our own Mike Gallagher not only is broadcasting from uh, Orlando, uh, he's also been there, and uh, he's going to be joining us here uh, momentarily during this hour to uh, give us his analysis of what's happening with the pre-Trump kickoff rally. And I can tell you that uh, if they haven't started already, uh, tons of people are there. Looks like they're going to be dealing with showers until about 6.15, 6.30. That was the estimate before we came on the air with the Weather Channel. But uh, folks have already endured some of those passing storms, some passing thunderstorms. The umbrellas are out. But you can well imagine 
Uh, there's very few people with the Trump army that's going to be deterred by the rains this afternoon. So hopefully we'll have something for you and our answer stations uh, during this hour uh, to be able to uh, hear uh, firsthand what's happening. I'm going to be heading over to Muggs Sports and Grill. Now, Mug Sports and Grill, I think, is on Almerton Road. Well, I know it's on Almerton Road. And uh, the debate on whether it's in Largo or Clearwater, uh, I was trying to get Captain Matt Bruce to give me some clarity on that. But uh, he said that uh, it's in Largo, but uh, the backyard behind the uh, strip center, uh, that's Clearwater. So, anyway, whether I'm in Largo or Clearwater, I'm going to be going and joining Captain Matt at the Mug Sports Bar and Grill. Hey, Mike, you can come over, too, by the way. Uh, understand they're going to get things kicked off at 630, but uh, I'll be watching the uh, the festivities, and uh, I will be with a crowd of uh, well-wishers, I'm sure, for President Trump. Don't think we're going to get any of the counter-protesters over at Mugs tonight. Anybody interested in that is probably going to be trying to get a front row yelling spot over a couple of blocks from the Amway Arena. But we'll go over and um, want to get sort of a feel. You know, I've been sort of uh, caged in a little bit since uh, March of last year and still not uh, uh, getting out and about uh, every day on a regular basis, uh, trying to take it easy and uh, take care of my recovery process. But this is uh, this is a historic event, and it was just a little bit too much for me to even begin to think about heading over to Orlando, broadcasting from our affiliate, being over there with the crowd. Because I want to tell you, for those of you that are listening this afternoon on the way to Orlando, uh, you're probably a little late, so you're going to be parking a pretty good distance away. And if you get anywhere in downtown Orlando, whether your car is in an Orlando parking garage or you're taking a commuter bus or any of those type of options, you're going to have a late night because, if, especially if you live over here on the West Coast, you're probably going to get back somewhere between 3 to 5 o'clock in the morning, if not a little later. But it's worth it because this is history. And I know that the polls are showing that uh, allegedly half of the country hates Trump, half of the country loves Trump. You got the independents in the middle. But uh, whether you love them or hate them, you are seeing some history here. Do you know what it's like for the president just to be able to make an announcement, he's going to be there. And he not only automatically fills whatever hall, whatever count. And tonight we're looking at uh, between seventeen and 20,000 people. The reason why I point that out, the arena holds 20,000 people max. I don't know what the configuration is going to be. Plus, there are considerations with the fire marshal and uh, folks that work at the Amway Arena or here in the Amelie Arena, you know that they work very closely with the local fire marshals, and so it's sort of a negotiated agreement, to, depending on what the venue is going to be. So, But nonetheless, uh, let me tell you how this works, because as you know, there uh, for a period of time, long period of time, off and on, I uh, had a chance to um, participate in what's called advanced work for the White House. Uh, working for White House Advance means that uh, when a president goes into an area, he's either going to be spending uh, just a few hours, and uh, that's one type of event that you're going to go in and prepare for, and or he's going to go into an event and overnight. 
Well, uh, what happens is, is that uh, the folks that are called working advance, they are going to go into a venue. You think about the 20 Democrat candidates, all 20 of these Democrat candidates, they're having to work hard to get a respectable crowd at their campaign events. Why? Well, that's just the way it's always been. That's that's old school, and that's really real school with the exception of Donald Trump. And so what that means is when you're having an event and you know that the press is going to show up, and images are very important because I'm going to be talking about selfies here in a moment as well on, on this big day for Florida. But um, what happens is is that you as a staffer, I don't know, let's say you got a hall that holds 800 people and you've got uh, Elizabeth Warren coming in. Well, I'll tell you what, you and your fellow staffers who are responsible for having a successful event in Tampa, I don't care where you got to drag them in at, you've got you to get about 900 people to say they're coming to make sure that you got the 800 people to fill that hall. Because I'm going to tell you what, if that hall is about 400 people and nobody showed up, guess what? You're not going to be doing advance work for that candidate much longer. So the point I'm making is we've got 20 or so Democrat candidates, and their staffs are working very hard just to get people uh, to make sure their events are filled up. So here comes the phenom, and I, and I mean that whether you support them or not. It certainly is a populist phenom event that we're looking. You have Donald Trump, and all he says, hey, we're having an event somewhere, and nobody has to work to get people there. Your staff has to go in to figure out what are we going to do, not only with getting the people efficiently in, which is inside the Amway Arena, but what are we going to do for the tens of thousands of people who are outside the arena, who are on the streets of Orlando, who want to be part of this. So the Trump campaign has a whole different paradigm to uh, put together for this venue. So that in itself is pretty unique. And then when you've got the president, uh, he's got a gazillion dollars already in his uh, campaign war chest. He is not going to have any opposition. Uh, Well, let's put it this way. Excuse me. He's going to probably have three, four, or five token folks, you know what I mean, from this party and that party and, uh, you know, we want to save our bridges or something party. And so he'll have that. But the president is not going to have to face the same rigorous battle that he faced, well, in 2016. Why? Well, that's when the Republicans had more than a dozen candidates. And the long shot of them all, the big, blusterous New Yorker, ended up knocking off each and every one of them and ended up knocking off Hillary Clinton. So now the roles are reversed. The Republican Party has done a lot of organizing uh, around the country for and still organizing and still planning for 2020. Understand that when President uh, Trump was running for office, that was, you talk about a patchwork affair. You, <laughs> you talk about flying from the seat of your pants. It was the Donald Trump show. It was the Donald Trump production. It was the planning committee of Donald Trump. It was the execution committee of Donald Trump. And I got to tell you, 
I really was concerned about the organization of conservative, social conservatives, and even those evangelicals that uh, have an appreciation, certainly for what the go- what the governor, what the president has accomplished. Even though we, and I include we, me, into this, uh, I do not like his personal attacks. I do not like. Um, some of his tactics, uh, belittling and all of that. And I, I think that uh, I think he could be much more popular uh, cutting all that out. But there's another school of thought that uh, talks about the fact that in America today, there's a lot of people that are just frustrated and fed up. And uh, they feel that if he were to say, clean up his act the way the Christ followers would like in terms of his bedside manner, he might not be as as effective. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to see this unfold later tonight, wall-to-wall coverage, and uh, I'm looking forward to not just uh, watching the video feed um, with uh, myself and my family. Uh, I'm going to get out and have a chance to experience, because I want to talk about it tomorrow, What's happening uh, with uh, folks uh, around the area and uh, what type of uh, reaction and some thoughts uh, as I talk with some of the folks over at the Muggs Sports Bar and Grill later on tonight. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Mike Gallagher is going to be with us uh, sometime uh, in the next few moments. We are excited, especially our own engineer, Roger uh, Haley. Robert Haley, what am I saying, Roger? Man, how many years has it been? Good old Robert is anchoring our, our Salem coverage not only over in Orlando. He's our go-to national engineer. Our folks at our home office in Camarillo love him. He's uh, spearheaded the last couple, three events at the White House where they set up a speaker's role. Well, he was getting accolades tomorrow, and Robert, I want to uh, give them out to you as well because uh, we're proud of you. Keep up the good work. And so uh, don't know exactly when Mike's going to get free. A lot's going on, but uh, he will be with us, and we'll see what he thinks about the pre-kickoff atmosphere outside the Amway Arena in Orlando. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. Join Dennis Prager on the Stand with Israel tour. Book today at 800-247-1899. 800-247-1899. Or click on the Stand With Israel banner at letstalkfaith.com. 
Do you like winning prizes? How about getting sneak peek opportunities and offers before anyone else? Join the Faith Talk fan club today at letstalkfaith.com and gain access to incredible contest opportunities, free movie preview events, discounts, and more. If you're passionate about Faith Talk and want to be rewarded just for being a part of the Faith Talk community, sign up for the Faith Talk fan club today. Join the Faith Talk fan club by clicking the fan club tab at letstalkfaith.com. Saturday afternoons at 4. It's time for Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs. Somehow we feel with all of our foolishness that we're okay. Get to somebody you know, a close friend. Get to you, maybe your best friend. Say, listen, be a best friend to me. Tell me something. Is there anything in my life that you see that would be distracting from the work from God? Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs. Saturday afternoons at 4 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Pompeo was in Tampa today, and uh, I'd like to get in uh, some of what's going on there. Of course, you know we had a big shakeup in Washington today. The acting Secretary of Defense announced that he was not going to be pursuing that position, and uh, we already learned that uh, the Secretary of the Army is going to be President Trump's next pick to be the Secretary of Defense. And uh, we're going to be watching that as that unfolds. He should be able to go through confirmation pretty easily. But uh, some heads uh, were paying attention today when Mike Pompeo flew down here to Tampa to Central Command to meet with the officials of that command because of uh, what they're planning to do and also maybe planning not to do. Uh, with the Iran situation within the Middle East. And so the fact that he was not on the plane today signaled that maybe something was up. We learned that uh, this afternoon. Now, the situation with Iran is very, very tense. They have said that they are now going to be producing more uranium uh, than what was agreed to with that infamous decision with President Obama. And they don't have to be producing too much more uh, uranium to be in the weapons-grade neighborhood. So with that um, and the importance of Tampa, boy, everything's happening just up and down the I-4 corridor today that the the world is watching. Well, uh, Mike Pompeo, and I I was kind of uh, amused, instead of him conducting a press conference in Central Command, he was in a hangar. (laughs) You know, we have the refueling wing there at MacDill, so when you hear some of this audio, if it sounds a little bit hollow, if it sounds like he's in like a big warehouse or a big building with nothing in it, the reason that the reason for that is he was in a big building, hollow, with nothing in it. Let's go ahead to cut number one, and uh, the Secretary of State talks about the purpose of his visit here to Tampa. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, thank you all for joining me here today. I had a, um, a good evening and a, a really good morning. Spent time getting briefed by Generals McKenzie and his team at CENTCOM and General Clark at his team at uh, SOCOM. 
the purpose of my visit was to come down here and make sure that the State Department and the Department of Defense were deeply coordinated across uh, the, a whole broad range of issues. We certainly discussed uh, the ongoing tension uh, in the Gulf, but we talked about um, a much broader range of issues. Uh, if, if we're to deliver at the State Department on the President's diplomatic objectives, uh, we have to be uh, tightly woven with our military. And I appreciate uh, General McKenzie, General Clark, and their teams spending time with me and my team today uh, to make sure we were doing just that. Uh, we had extensive conversations about uh, tactical, operational, strategic levels of, of work between our two organizations uh, to make sure that when we present options, uh, alternatives, uh, policy recommendations to President Trump, we're doing so in a way that is uh, coherent and consistent and uh, leads the President to a fuller understanding of the uh, challenges and opportunities connected to uh, decisions that he makes. Good afternoon, everyone. And uh, let me just tell you that uh, these talks con concern something that is going to be a point of prayer and uh, concern for all of us. And that is the plan to um, ship a, a good amount of American soldiers over to the theater. And let's listen in to what the secretary had to say about that. We certainly, as I said, spoke about uh, the challenges in Iran. We talked about the uh, CENTCOM uh, decision uh, that Secretary Shanahan and the President approved to move a, a thousand more uh, Americans into theater to make sure that we're in a position to do the right thing, which is to continue to work to convince the Islamic of Iran, uh, of Iran that we are serious and to deter them from further aggression in the region. Uh, it's been our mission since the uh, beginning of this administration to convince the Iranian regime not to move forward with their nuclear program and not to continue to engage in development of their missiles and all the other activities, the malign activities that they've been engaged in around the world. That's why we put in place uh, the pressure campaign that's now been ongoing for uh, a year and a couple months. Uh, it's been very effective, and now we need to make sure that we continue to do that so that we ultimately get the opportunity to convince Iran that it's not in their best interest to behave in this way. When you talk about behaving in this way, this isn't just a decision based on how Iran has behaved in the short term. Iran has been uh, in an ongoing situation. Uh, when we talk about uh, cutting off some of the, the uh, economic um, aspects of how Iran is able to function, keep in mind a lot of money that has gone to that what I call a rogue nation, even though it's a big rogue nation, a lot that is supposed to have gone in for the people have gone into their military buildup. Those dollars uh, have been used to weaponize not only Iran, but to weaponize their surrogates. They've got uh, the Tutsi, the Hutsis, and you got uh, Hamas and Hezbollah uh, bookending right there uh, on the country of Israel. And so a lot of this is what's been building. And let's hear the secretary's comments about uh, why this is not just an isolated buildup. It's because of uh, a long time of misbehavior on behalf of the Iranians. We all have to remember this isn't just uh, two and a half years or five years. This is 40 years of Iranian activity that has led us to this point. And to reestablish deterrence uh, is a challenge, but one that I know the Trump administration is up to. All right, uh, we'll break in just for a moment. Uh, President Trump is climbing the red carpet stairs uh, leading up to Air Force One. 
And uh, he's uh, turning around and giving a quick wave. And uh, Melania is uh, right next to his side. They have now entered Air Force One. The door will be closed. They will be departing Joint Base Andrews on their flight to Orlando uh, International Airport. And so from D.C., uh, I know a regular flight's about two hours, and that is still pretty direct, so maybe hour and a half uh, with the presidential escort. So he is officially on his way to Florida. Uh, One more thing. Um, Here's some questions from Mr. Pompeo. Have there been talks with Iran so that they know what needs to be done to deter aggression from the United States? Let's listen to that answer. Almost certainly uh, President Trump had sent President Abe to uh, take a message of his to the leadership in Iran. You have to remember, these are messages for the leadership. I think the Iranian people are being woefully misserved by that leadership. But yes, we're engaged in, uh, we, we have been engaged in many messages, even this, this moment right here communicating to uh, Iran uh, that we are there to deter aggression. Uh, President Trump does not want war, and uh, we will continue to communicate that message while uh, doing the things that are necessary to protect American interests uh, in the region. All right, that was uh, Secretary of State Pompeo. So in a minute, we're going we're gonna to play an audible. And that is uh, we are standing by for Mike Gallagher uh, to be available to talk with us about uh, what's going on on the ground there outside the Amway Arena. And so we come back, uh, we'll either be talking to Mike Gallagher or we'll dig a little bit deeper in the Pompeo press conference. But I do want to tell you that I forgot to, at the top of, the, uh, of this segment the uh, stock market uh, was surging today because of positive comments about the president and uh, China Z having a chance to speak. Also, Trump said he made the, the demote the Fed chairman, Jeremy Powell, a day before the rate decision where the president says, let's see what he does. Dow Jones Industrials up 353 at 26,465. S&P up 4608 at 2917. NASDAQ roaring 108.8 up to 79.53. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in just a moment. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Secretary of the Army Mark Esper has been named Acting Defense Secretary after Patrick Shanahan announced he was stepping down. Enthusiasm is running high in Orlando, Florida, as thousands are thronging to see President Trump launch his re-election campaign tonight. Authorities have seized more than $1 billion worth of cocaine from a ship at a Philadelphia port, calling it one of the largest drug busts in American history. The father of a six-year-old killed in the 2012 shooting at the Sandy Hook Elementary School has won a defamation suit against the authors of a book that claimed the shooting never happened. Home construction slipping a bit in May. The Commerce Department says construction was started at a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1.27 million homes and apartments, a decline of nine-tenths percent from April. On Wall Street, the Dow finished ahead 353 points. This is SRN News. This is a special alert for Americans who owe more than $10,000 in back taxes. Get ready for a toll-free hotline number. Call and get free information on how to take advantage of new initiatives that could significantly reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. Call Stop IRS Debt today at 800-893-8907. Learn how you can stop collection calls, IRS letters, bank levies, and wage garnishments all by using a proven A-plus BBB-rated tax system that negotiates with the IRS for you. If you have 
haven't filed returns in years or you're already in a payment plan, you can still get tax relief. The government is ready to work out a generous program that can resolve your tax debt quickly. Be warned, this situation won't last forever and your tax debt will only get worse if you don't act now. Do not try to handle it yourself. Call Stop IRS Debt now for free information. 800-893-8907. That's 800-893-8907. 800-893-8907. Here's Dr. Charles Stanley, keeping believers in touch with God. The Bible is very clear about rewards, and those rewards are based on our faithfulness here, according to the light of truth we've heard, according to the opportunity we have, and according to what we do with that opportunity in that light. So we are responsible for the opportunity God has given us, and you see, part of that opportunity is part of the inheritance. Some of you are very gifted. That's part of your inheritance. Everybody's not like you. But He's gifted you. He's skilled you. He's given you talents and abilities, personality and all the rest. What are you doing with that? Are you just satisfying your own flesh with that? How much of what you have, which is already part of your inheritance, are you investing in the Lord's work to serve Him? For help and hope from God's Word, visit In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley at InTouch.org. In the last seven years, Autoglass America has paid out over $2 million buying back damaged windshields. Some people think this is too good to be true, but just ask any of Autoglass America's over 70,000 customers. If your windshield is chipped or cracked, call us. We'll buy it back. No gimmicks, no hassle, no fuss, no muss. Just cash in your pocket with a brand new windshield. Autoglass America at 813-96-GLASS. If it's chipped or cracked, we buy it back, period. So, who's going to do what? Flashlights? Nowhere to be found. Emergency supply kits? Not packed. What about blankets? We have an old towel. Cell phones? May not work. Emergency water? Not a drop. Perfect. We all know where we're meeting if we're separated. The library. Right. Jones House. The bus stop. And I'll be waiting here wondering where you all are. Great. Sounds like we don't have a plan. Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov kids for tips and information. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Crowds are building in Orlando as I speak this afternoon. And right now, uh, according to the Weather Channel, it looks like clear skies over Orlando. And uh, But the pattern this afternoon, because we've sort of shifted around, we've got winds coming off the Gulf generally all across the peninsula, coming in from uh, west to east. And so uh, we will watch as uh, Orlando is going to be having another round of showers, probably around 715, 730. 
and uh, it's uh, going to be a little bit wet at least one more time, but that's not going to deter the crowds. If you're just joining us, we're waiting for our morning host who has been uh, uh, just absolutely moving all about Orlando around the um, Amway Arena. He arrived there yesterday. I'm talking about Mike Gallagher. Uh, did his show originated from there this morning, and we are uh, waiting to have a chance to uh, chat with him about uh, what he is uh, seeing and hearing from the folks there for the pre-kickoff rally. I want to remind you, coming up in the second hour, we're going to talk about a court case that was handled by Beckett Law. Joe Davis, one of the attorneys with Beckett, is going to be with me during the second hour, and that is uh, the freedom from ali- freedom from religion, folks. Uh, who are always anti-anything about uh, Christianity usually. What we have is uh, they challenge the fact that some churches provide a parsonage or a home uh, right there for their um, uh, pastors and for their ministers. And uh, they said that was a violation of church and state, and it ought to stop. Well, imagine the uh, impact it's going to have on many small churches that uh, have limited budgets, and uh, if they have to start paying taxes on that, that's a pretty pretty significant figure. Well, a court has weighed in on that, and we'll talk about what the court had to say about that religious liberty, religious freedom issue in the second hour. Well, because Central Command is right here in Tampa, and we're going to have some of our brave men and women who are about to deploy from our area in other areas around the United States, as we're waiting for Mike Gallagher, let's go back and revisit uh, some of the questions uh, from the press conference to Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, who came all the way to Tampa, Florida, to meet with Central Command, which is the command in charge in that theater, And uh, I can tell you that the potential for war plans was certainly on the agenda, and that's why we are paying close attention. Well, a question was asked, when will additional proof that these attacks, and the attacks I'm talking about in particular, uh, we can look at the last two, where mines were attached to the side of two of those merchant marine ships. Um, When are we going to find additional proof that these attacks uh, were from Iran uh, be made public? We'll continue to provide additional information about those attacks. We shouldn't focus on just those two attacks. There, since uh, the beginning of May, there are now over a half dozen different instances of Iranian attacks in the region. Uh, some thwarted, some un- not not successfully thwarted, and actually had an impact. Uh, but I saw, just as I walked in here, uh, Chancellor Merkel say that she thought there was strong evidence that Iran had engaged in. Uh, this activity. Uh, We'll continue to work with partners all around the world. Uh, It's worth reminding everyone here, uh, you have China that depends enormously on energy transiting the Strait of Hormuz. You have South Korea, Indonesia, Japan, all of whom have an enormous interest in ensuring there's freedom of navigation throughout this waterway. Uh, The United States is prepared to do its part, but every nation that has a deep interest in uh, protecting that shipping lane so that energy can move around the world and support their economies needs to make sure they understand the real threat, the real threat to their interests in the region and the real threat to their country's economies if we're not successful in doing that. Well, that's the case for going, but what about the men and women that are going to be deployed, some of them right here in Tampa. Secretary, what do you say to the families of the men and women who are in Central Command as well as Special Operations Command, and they know they're about to be a part of the deployment for these operations? Again, what do you say to them? Look, the first thing I'd do is say thank you to them. 
uh, for their service to the nation. Uh, I, I know many of these young men and women, they are talented, uh, capable, aggressive. They have put us in the place where we have this opportunity to deter Iran. And what, I would, what I'd say to them is what I say to everyone who's engaged in this kind of service. Uh, America is deeply appreciative. Uh, we are providing them with the resources they need to be successful, to continue to engage in the activities in a way that will deliver good outcomes, and to thank them for their willingness to uh, take this ultimate risk that, that every service member faces. Uh, the, the, I remind my diplomats all around the world, they too face threats to them to themselves and to their families. And when I get a chance to talk to uh, those officers at the State Department, those diplomats, I tell them the same thing I'd like to share with the families uh, that are here at CENTCOM and at SOCOM. Uh, thank them uh, for their amazing professionalism work and their willingness uh, to serve America at these challenging times. Mr. Secretary, the, the very pointed question of the day, was going to war with Iran discussed in the meetings today at Central Command and... Are there other options on the table? What can you tell us? One of the purposes of my visit today was to make sure that we were coordinated. Uh, the responsibility for diplomacy, achieving the strategic outcomes that President Trump has sent forth, uh, falls on all of us, but the State Department is, has the first oar in the water on that. Uh, but we can't do that without making sure that we have the capability to respond if Iran makes a bad decision, if it makes a decision to go after an American or an American interest or to uh, continue to proliferate its nuclear weapons program. And so we talked about a broad range of issues here today across all of that spectrum. Uh, I, I know that the uh, soldier, sailor, and airmen and Marines inside of CENTCOM are ready to respond to any threat that the Islamic of Iran should present to the United States. And we talked about each of those and how to make sure that we were in sync and how we would prepare those options for the President of the United States. You know, there's a lot of ways to conduct a meeting, and certainly within our national defense, whether it be from the White House uh, to the State Department uh, to Special Operations Command to um, uh, Central Command, there's certainly a lot of secure opportunities for video conferencing. So here's the question. Mr. Secretary of State, what is the advantage of coming to Tampa, Florida, for these meetings versus doing this meeting at, say, the Pentagon? And is this trip here to Central Command in Tampa designed to send a message to Iran? So I talk with generals at the Pentagon all the time, too. So these are not mutually exclusive options. Uh, but it was important for me to get here into the into the headquarters where, where a lot of this work is doing. It, let, it, it made sure we didn't have to send a whole bunch of folks up to meet me. In Washington, I got a chance to meet with not only those two leaders, uh, but their teams today. And they got a chance in turn to hear how the State Department is thinking about this problem and how we're delivering uh, deterrence in the region and uh, reinforce with them the strategic objectives of the United States of America. So it was, it was important and valuable to me to get here uh, so that I could talk to a broader range of leaders and hear at a more granular level uh, all of the great work that they've been engaged in. And so there you have it, a very important meeting here in Tampa, Florida, as Central Command, as uh, all the world is watching the chess match that is unfolding there in the Gulf of Oman, uh, the Strait of Hormuz, as well as the Persian Gulf between the United States of America and Iran. And uh, I will tell you that those little pesky speedboats that you saw one of those uh, with the Iranians that have the five, what, uh, quad 250s on the back. Yeah, they're fast, but uh, I'm going to tell you what, if they don't knock it off, uh, I believe in the coming days you're going to 
you're going to see that uh, as fast as those little mosquitoes are all about, they're not fast enough to curtail the United States of America, and uh, they are about over it. By the way, as a side note, don't know if you're aware of this or not, but Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is a graduate of West Point. Yes, he is uh, an Army man. And uh, what's interesting is the incoming um, uh, acting Secretary of Defense waiting to be confirmed now by the Senate, that is Army Secretary Mark Esper. Guess what? He's also a graduate of West Point. And guess what? He happened to have graduated the same year from West Point as Mike Pompeo. So talk about a couple of guys that know each other from way back that are going to be working together to secure the security, safety, and the pursuit of happiness here in America. That's the team that's uh, soon going to be uh, in action. Now, normally it takes about 90 days for uh, confirmation to uh, go from start to finish because Secretary Esper has just gone through confirmation for Army Secretary. He'll have to go through it again, but we're waiting to see if there's ways to possibly cut down a week or two or more of that process, especially if the United States is going to be in any kind of further escalation with Iran, it would be much better if we had um, a confirmed Secretary of Defense rather than an acting Secretary of Defense. Uh, even though I think that we have a lot of expertise with our joint uh, chiefs of staff who's going to be watching uh, all of uh, what's happening in the world on behalf of the United States. Now, we are, uh, I'm looking at Mike, Mike's looking at me. Um, have we communicated with uh, uh, Mike Gallagher's producer? What, what's our what's our status on this uh, Tuesday afternoon? That's a great question here, and uh, I've reached out to uh, their crack staff over there with uh, Mike Gallagher and crew, and uh, sent out a quick message to him to see if he was going to be able to pop on here this hour. Haven't heard anything from him just yet, but uh, I'm sure he's super busy over there in O Town with the president and uh, all those fun shenanigans going on. So we'll keep you posted. Hopefully, we can get him in here next segment. But uh, as of right now, nothing just yet. We remain eternally optimistic. Until you hear no, it's not a no. Those of you that uh, give up too quickly, remember that. You got to keep you got to keep on it. All right, let's go to the super. By the way, the phone lines are open if you've got some thoughts about uh, Trump uh, heading to Florida soil to announce to the nation and the world for that matter that uh, he is going for another four years. Surprise, surprise. 877-943-9673. Thoughts about uh, how important our men and women and how proud we are for the service of our neighbors among us, that our neighbors that are with Central Command and Special Operations Command. Also, let me say the wing, uh, the tanker wing that's out there, our Coast Guard, our National Guard members. Excuse me. All of that is uh, is good stuff. All right, are you ready for the super bug? I know that Joe's ready for the super bug. He's got his ar- his house is all armed up for it. But get this. How about a termite that's coming to Tampa that eats through concrete? Not just wood, but through concrete. 
And uh, I hear that it takes a lot of effort once they get here to get rid of them. They are now in South Florida, probably came over from container ships, probably from uh, Asia. And uh, they uh, feel that they're going to be here in Tampa before too long. They are hard to fight. And once they, in fact, uh, a couple of the folks that have been commenting about this, it isn't about if they're coming. It is when they get here. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up, 877-943-9673. Reminding you that you can always email us at afternoons at letstalkfaith.com. That's afternoons at letstalkfaith.com if you want to uh, give us a suggestion uh, or anything you'd like to share with us. I'm Bill Bunkley. Going to take a quick break. Don't go away. Phone lines are open. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Christian Faith Publishing helps thousands of authors publish their books with a company dedicated to strong Christian values. The most important qualities that I was looking for was a publisher who was honest and upfront, no hidden costs or fees, and owning the rights to my own work. It all starts with our free author submission kit. Call 800-566-1012. We'll edit, design, copyright protect, print, and distribute books online and in bookstores everywhere. You'll see your books in Christian bookstores Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, and many others. If you have a biography, novel, devotional, self-help, or other inspirational work, we get it published. We provide professional book editing, award-winning design, with the highest royalty structure in the industry. Plus, you retain 100% rights to your work. Get your book published today. Call for your free author submission kit at 800-566-1012. That's 800-566-1012. 800-566-1012. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention. So many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out for the resources and know-how to make it all work. There's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. Opinion polls taken before an election have little weight 18 months out. Polls weeks or days before an election are sometimes wrong, as in 2016. So should an opinion poll by Fox News showing President Trump seriously behind in a number of states he must win be taken seriously? Maybe. Why would so many people prefer a liberal Democrat whose policies have failed the country over a president who's presiding over a roaring economy? I think it has to do with personality. The vast, uninformed electorate in the TV age values personality over policy, no matter how good that policy may be. President Trump's personality is corrosive. The name-calling, the treatment of the media, his demeaning of opponents are contributing to his negatives. Remember, this latest poll is from the mostly conservative Fox News channel. Yet, when polls agree with each other, the Trump campaign should pay attention. The president needs to focus more on policy and less on personality if he wants to win and avoid Presidents Warren, Biden, or Sanders. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. The following is not an actor. 
but a real life story from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt, credit card debt, and I heard a commercial for Trinity. I gave them a call. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. When I first called, I was a little embarrassed and kind of ashamed, and I looked at the numbers, and I saw how quickly that astronomical debt that was in my life would go away. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. What I would tell other people, please pick up the phone and call Trinity. Just let them put together a program and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Hey, welcome back. Bill Bunkley here, The Bill Bunkley Show. I want to remind you that tonight, if you're not in front of a television set, we will be broadcasting uh, President Trump's re-election speech live from the Amway Arena in Orlando. That'll be on AM 860, AM 930, our answer stations. Also on The Biz, uh, 1380, it will not be on our Faith Talk stations. Again, if you're having to commute, 860, 930 AM, as well as 1380 AM, you can plug in. Well, one of Florida's newest residents is on the line right now, and he has decided to give himself a tremendous raise with the sales tax he's not going to have to pay. <laughs> and so uh, we got Mike Gallagher with us today. And by the way, he now calls Tampa his home station. Mr. Mike, how is it out there at the Amway Arena? Well, first of all, Bill, it's great to hear your dulcet tones. We've been praying for you. I Thank know you. What a war, what a warrior you are, and and you know all of your listeners are 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 with you. We're all Team Bunkley, so uh, it's it's been quite of an adventure today. I mean, I think they threw everything but locusts at us. It's been sweltering hot, uh, thunderstorms, it, it, thousands and thousands of people getting into the Amway Center here in Orlando, and you know there's just a there's just a feeling of sort of joy. There's a joyful spirit that these people have. Uh, as the as the rains were crashing, and Bill, I'm not kidding you. It was like a biblical moment. I mean, I, the, the the heavens opened up. Oh yeah, it was pour, pouring down rain, thunder, lightning. They put a big message on the screen: inclement weather has arrived. In case you haven't noticed, please take shelter. But nobody budged. And to me, Bill, that's a bit of a metaphor. To me, the the storms are the media and the anti-Trump forces that are trying to take this president down, and the thousands of people who didn't budge, who wouldn't move. I mean, not one person that I could see left. Those are the American people who are behind the Trump administration and hoping that he wins and and uh, and continues to succeed his agenda. So I've had a great afternoon already. Had a chance to interview Eric Trump, Laura Trump. Had a chance to uh, talk to uh, the second lady, Mrs. Karen Pence. So it's just been uh, a great afternoon, Brad Parscale. And uh, I think it's going to be a real raucous event tonight uh, in the Amway Center. They had about 100,000 requests, a 20,000-seat arena. So you can imagine what kind of interest is here um, and, and excitement for the president of the United States, the vice president, the first and second lady, Mike Lindell, my buddy from my pillow is here. So I think <laughs> Senator Lindsey Graham is going to be here. So, and, uh, and I get to tell people I, I actually know Bill Bunkley. And they don't <laughs> no, believe me. <laughs> they don't believe me, but I promise them. I promise them it's true. So, <laughs> well, Mike Gallagher, you, you've been a, a super friend, and uh, we have kept you in, your, in our prayers for years. 
because of your lovely wife's uh, passing on, and uh, I know how much you loved her. Let me ask you a question. We've got 20 or so Democratic candidates, Democrat candidates, and you know in a regular campaign, if you're a staffer, if you're an advanced person, and you've got an event for Elizabeth Warren, 800 people, you better have 800 people in that room. So we've got 20 Democrats struggling to do what we call old-time uh, events, which is going to return to that. Then you've got Trump. All he has to do is give the word of where he's going to be at, and it's like half the world shows up. I haven't seen anything like this, have you? Well, I mean, it's like 2016 all over again. It's almost like 2016 on steroids. No, I've never seen anything like this. And these polls that suggest that the president is going to get trounced. Rubbish. Well, you know, we, of course <laughs> it's rubbish. We've, we've, we've seen that movie before, haven't we? Absolutely. I mean, you know, and they never learn. They just never learn. And I'm in a line right now. I, gotta, I have to share this with you. I stepped out of the line to talk to you to pick up my media credential to get into the arena. I am surrounded by all of these miserable mainstream media reporters, people that I see on CNN, these faces, you know them all. I mean, the one guy from the Washington Post, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see this other guy, and it's like, I just I just want to kind of step away and realize, you know, I just want to say to them, you know how much damage you guys have done to the to this country? Mm-hmm. Your, your divisiveness, your, your agenda to stop this president, and the worst thing the president could have done, Bill, is, is fulfill his promises, and he has. I mean, you remember all the promises he made of jobs? Remember the promise he made of tax cuts? Remember the promise he made of, of, of higher wages? I mean, all these crushing ISIS. You, uh, have, to, you have to write them down to remember all of them. It's too long a list. I yes. mean, it's, it's, it's literally 30 pages long. And, and so that's the worst insult of all for these people. I love the ultimate troll of all trolls. The president, there's a rumor, according to the Wall Street Journal, he's going to live tweet during the Democrat debate. Can you imagine? <laughs> he'll, he'll suck all the oxygen out of those rooms. But you make a great point about the, the excitement and the anticipation. More people were waiting overnight in tents to get into this rally today than go to the average Joe Biden or Elizabeth Sanders um, rally right now. That, that says volumes about what we're headed for in 2020. I believe the president's going to win. I think he's going to win handily. It's, we can't we can't take it for granted. We got to fight and we got to pray. And uh, and I think millions of Americans are doing just that, Bill. Absolutely. Hey, last quick question. Got about thirty seconds. So how does it be? How does it feel to be a new Floridian? You have no idea. Well, you nailed it. I mean, I got an instant raise to not pay. I was paying fifty three percent taxes in city, state, and and federal Ooh, taxes in New York City. Fifty three percent. That's painful. Not anymore. Not as a Florida resident. And I'm dotting every I and crossing every T. And I'm proud to be a fellow Floridian. Love being based now uh, in in the Tampa Bay area. And, and great. Proud to be your colleague and friend. And glad to be even closer than ever, Bill. Absolutely. And guess how many sunsets you're going to get a, get a chance to catch, my man. I haven't missed a one. I, I, I make it a point. I never try to miss a sunset from my patio. It's the I'm the luckiest guy in the world to get to be here, Bill. Mike Gallagher, I've been out of the studio a little bit because of my recovery, but I look forward to being around and uh, touching base with you, hanging out. But, hey, thanks for being with us. Can't wait to see you. Keep fighting the good fight, my friend. God bless you, my friend. God bless. Mike Gallagher, one of my favorites, and he tells it like it is from 9 to 12 right here on AM 860 and 930. You don't want to miss that uh, when you're not working. Hey, coming up next hour, how about uh, a parsonage for a pastor? Is that still going to be tax deductible? That and more to the Bill Bunkley Show. I'll be right back.
Travel Cats has put together an incredible Mediterranean adventure just for you. Explore the same streets in Greece and Turkey the Apostle Paul walked as he spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Or sail the Mediterranean surrounding the Greek islands in Turkey. These are the most sought-after journeys in the eastern Mediterranean. Book with Travel Cats at 352-277-7300 or go to TravelCats.com. That's 352-277-7300 or book today at TravelCats.com. That's cats with a K. TravelCats.com. Who do you work for? Weekday afternoons at 3. Join Jim and Martha Brangenberg for I Work For Him. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, your car payment, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I work for him. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on Faith Talk AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. Acting Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan is stepping down. Shanahan's been running the Pentagon since Jim Mattis resigned in January. President Trump announced recently he'd nominated Shanahan for the permanent job, but today tweeted Shanahan is withdrawing. Shanahan himself says he's resigning his previous post as Deputy Defense Secretary as well. In a written statement, he says a deeply personal family situation is being dredged up, and moving ahead with his confirmation would hurt his kids. Shanahan's nomination had never been formally sent to the Senate. The president says Army Secretary Mark Esper will become the Pentagon's acting chief. Sagar Magani, Washington. President Trump kicks off his 2020 re-election campaign in Orlando tonight. For his official announcement, the president comes here to politically important Florida. It's a pivotal swing state crucial to his re-election, and he hopes the enthusiasm generated by tonight's kickoff rally pays dividends here in the I-4 corridor. Speaking of enthusiasm, some supporters have been lined up outside of the Amway Center since yesterday morning, waiting in tents and sleeping bags for this evening's campaign rally. Greg Clugston, Orlando. The U.S. is sending 1,000 more troops to the Middle East as tensions in the Persian Gulf mount. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says troops have been sent to deter aggression. President Trump does not want war, and um, we will continue to communicate that message while uh, doing the things that are necessary to protect American interests uh, in the region. The escalation of American military might was aimed at deterring Iran and calming allies worried about the safety of strategic shipping lanes. And U.S. authorities have seized more than a billion dollars worth of cocaine from a ship at a Philadelphia port. On Wall Street, the Dow by 353 points. The Nasdaq rose 109. The S&P advanced 28. Oil up $1.97 to 53.90 a barrel. More at townhall.com. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. Oh, my gut. We need to talk about something. Constipation, abdominal pain, and bloating. You tell yourself, it's not that bad. You take laxatives and modify your diet and exercise routine. But thinking about it all the time is frustrating. 
This doesn't have to define you. If your constipation comes back again and again and you don't know why, then it may be time to seek help. Go to ohmygut.info where you can learn more about your symptoms and get to know your gut. That's ohmygut.info. Ohmygut.info. Boris Johnson has increased his lead in the race to become Britain's next prime minister as one of his rivals was eliminated from the contest. As expected, Boris Johnson has further strengthened his already commanding lead in this contest, securing 126 votes. He's now certain to go through to the ballot of party members in which his supporters believe he's on course for a decisive win regardless of who his challenger is. The greatest risk to his campaign would appear to be the danger he might might say something in the public hustings which could dent his credentials to be Prime Minister. Where do these results leave us? Well, we know Boris Johnson remains the runaway favourite. Still to be decided is who will be the challenger to take him on. That's BBC correspondent Norman Smith reporting. Five contenders in all were still in the running for the job. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters in Washington. New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is under fire for comparing border detention camps to concentration camps. Ocasio-Cortez making the comments during a live stream event on Instagram. The United States is running concentration camps on our southern border. Critics are blasting Ocasio-Cortez for comparing the detention centers to Nazi concentration camps. Wyoming's Liz Cheney responding, six million Jews were exterminated in the Holocaust and adding, you demean their memory and disgrace yourself with the comments. South Carolina's Lindsey Graham calling those comments appalling. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting. Boeing is selling its 737 MAX planes again. The company announced at the Paris Air Show today that International Airlines Group, parent of British Airways, signed a letter of intent for 200 Boeing 737 aircraft. The letter of intent is a vote of confidence for Boeing as it struggles to win back trust. More on these stories at townhall.com. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll-free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show and uh, delighted to have uh, this opportunity to be with my evangelical brothers and sisters here on our Faith Talk stations, AM 570 and 910. Good to have you with us. Well, um, either way, there's a lot of buzz going on right now in the state of Florida, particularly in Orlando, and i got to say up and down the I-4 corridor. But the number one thing that I want to stress during this hour is, for those of you who are Christ followers, and um, regardless of your political persuasion, regardless of whether you intend to vote 
Democrat or Republican or Independent. One thing that we, we must all be doing, we must be really on our, on our knees before the Lord, asking for an intervention, asking him to intervene in the affairs of the United States of America to um, give us clear wisdom for the way forward. Uh, we have a divided country uh, on the left and on the right. And the level of political discourse uh, for quite some time now has been uh, raised to the point uh, of where it is hurting and is counterproductive to the business of the nation. And, of course, the answer to that prayer may not come until November of 2020. But nonetheless, um, regardless of where you are on the spectrum, there is a lot of opportunity for us to be in prayer. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. We'll also talk about uh, the very uh, tricky line between politics and faith, uh, church and politics. And so we'll um, have a chat about that. But if you were just listening, we uh, covered pretty extensively during the first hour as we had our Biz Channel 1380 and AM uh, 860 and 930, our answer stations, all of uh, part of the platform of the Bill Bunkley Show between the hours of 4 and 5 each weekday afternoon. And we were talking uh, not only about the rally and um, the kickoff rally for President Trump. We talked about Mike Pompeo and a very important visit to Central Command here in Tampa, Florida. Uh, yeah, we also talked about those killer termites. But uh, we have Tony, um, who's been who's been standing by. I want to get Tony in here in just a minute because about the time we were going to take Tony's call is when Mike Gallagher was able to break free from Orlando and join us for the last 10 minutes of the first hour. And so Tony had a question related to um, national politics, the presidential race. So let's go to Tony in Tampa. Tony, we're honored to have you with us this afternoon. Well, hello, Bill. It's good to be here. And I want to tell you that uh, we're excited. We're going to be in our family room, gathered around the television, and we'll be have our popcorn ready, and we just can't <laughs> wait till 8 o'clock. It's going to be uh, it's going to be an event. There's no doubt about it. And uh, I decided since uh, Tony, I unfortunately have been in my in front of my TV all too much for the last uh, year and a few months. I'm going to be trucking over to uh, Mug Sports Bar and Grill for one of the big uh, Trump watch parties tonight. So I'm going to join Captain Matt Bruce, our overnight host, on our answer station. And have a chance to uh, do a little bit about what Mike Gallagher has been doing in Orlando. And I just want to get out among the folks, the people, and uh, have them give me some feedback as to why they're there, why this is important. And I know you're going to be doing that in front of your TV set, but good to have you with us today. I th- you had a question, didn't you? I did. And I think that's great, by the way. I think uh, I enjoyed the interview with Mike. I'm glad he's, he's in Florida. I'm glad he's in uh, Tampa Bay area. Got to get into church, okay? Well, we'll work on that. But I got to tell you, just I've worked with him for several years, and he has been so gracious uh, during my battle with leukemia, and he lost his wife to cancer uh, several years ago. Uh, and so we, we sort of have that connection. But uh, I am just delighted that he's right here, and uh, our studios are now his home studios. But uh with that great addition, and yet he gave himself a big raise getting out of New York and not paying any more state taxes. He sure did, and we continue to pray for you, by the way, and Tony and the family. So thank you. I want thank you to you. know that. Thank My you. question was this, and it really, you guys talked about it, and I 
pretty much already know the answer is that it, you just can't reconcile the poll numbers, these supposed poll numbers, with the fact that uh, over 100,000 people uh, would like to see the president tonight. And if he did this in a football stadium, I'm sure it would be full. There's just no uh, reconciliation between the two. It's, it's like two, it's like uh, Mike hit it on the head. It's like 2016 on steroids. Yeah. And, uh, yes. and, and so, you know, exactly those poll numbers cannot be correct. If, if I might, let me, and hang with me, let me walk you through the modern uh, science of polling. And, and first of all, I have no respect or regard for polls at all right now. Because with the advent of social media, with the advent of uh, immediate uh, communication, anything, you know, if something's true, it, it, it goes out like wildfire. If it's false, it goes out like wildfire. And there are spin doctors all with the new uh, campaign approach that are ready to use the the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the Twitters, uh, all of those platforms. And so here's what I think is happening. First of all, when you are a pollster, you are looking at reams of data, and you are deciding if you're going to do a poll just in, say, the city of Tampa or maybe Hillsborough County or then maybe the state of Florida, you're going to come up with the definition of your sample. Now, a sample has two components. The one component that's easy to understand is, well, this was 800 people, this was 1,200 people, this was a sampling of 1,600 people. So the wider the sampling just in numbers, well, the potential for a reliable poll is greater. But here's where it comes in. What happens is, and I've, and I've read a couple of stories that's been interesting because Democrat posters have been saying that uh, Republicans do a better turnout job in Florida than the Democrats. But what happens is with all these polls, they skew. The second part of, of this answer is they skew the poll. They just don't do 50-50. They will put different elements in the poll because they believe that those are the people that are going to come out and vote. And then they may double up on Democrats, may only have uh, a half of uh, the Democrats that are Republicans, and they throw in independents. Then they do a poll, and especially if it's picked up, if it's one of the national polling firms picked up by Fox, CNN, MSNBC, or the local papers here, well, well, folks will get up in the morning who don't really follow it real close and go, oh, Trump is down 10 points to Biden. Can you believe that Bernie Sanders, if the election was elect, if the election was held today, is going to be President Trump by nine points? Now, there is no way that that would ever be something even considered by me because I know what happens. The first thing you got to ask yourself is who did the poll? Because I don't care if you're a Republican and you've got a Republican-oriented pollster, they're going to put it in the direction of Republicans, same thing with the Democrats. But, but Tony, I think something else is happening. It happened last year, and it's happening this year. The folks that are supporting Trump uh, with the populace that he is, they are some interesting folks. 
a lot of those people have gotten pretty savvy down through the, the weeks, months, and years. And first of all, we knew last year that a lot of Trump folks aren't talking to pollsters. They're not giving anything to the right. pollsters. We also know that Trump Trump uh, folks are a little mischievous. I mean, they may get a call and they'll say, yeah, I'm voting for Joe Biden, just to, to skew the poll. Now, the yeah. other, the other, the third thing to consider, or another thing to consider, Tony, is a lot of people, it used to be easier to poll people because where did you call them? You call them at home. And so you got a home number at a house with maybe one or two voters, and that was reliable. Do you realize how many, to get, say, 800, and I don't know the number, but today compared to, say, five years ago, you've got to try and contact a ton of phone numbers to find either people at home or you can get past the voicemail because people don't have a lot of phones at home. And so all of that puts more noise in trying to get to an accurate number. You do all of that, and then... You have some bombshell, and remember that all campaigns, I was, a vic- I was a victim of this by the trial lawyer several years ago when I ran for the state legislature. They came out with a, a, a barrage of false statements about misconduct in real estate and mortgage and everything else, hammered away for the weekend. Until we get to the final week, and whether it's Joe Biden and Trump or whoever of the Democratic field, you're going to have the revelations that come out in the last seven or ten days. It, it, we're, we're looking for the bomb. And then that bomb, something that's different is it goes out on social media uh, uh, like, like, like right now. doesn't take a day or two to kind of get to Joe Lunchbox uh, at the water cooler on his break at the factory two days later. And then when something comes out like that, people start registering their opinions. And so I got to tell you why the polls are unreliable. They have no way to know how to really sample this thing, but that's what they get paid for. And guess what's going to get the headlines? Anybody beating Trump right now. So I would disregard them on on the Republican and the Democratic side. We got to get a lot closer. And remember last year, uh, excuse me, 2016, we do live coverage here and I cover Florida. And uh, we had a much different picture through the evening that we were broadcasting to our listeners that turned out to be true, by the way, including the the rite of passage every year for Broward County and Palm Beach County to purposely drag their feet to be the last ones to report uh, because they want to, you know, have a chance to do whatever they do. Sometimes if they do, that's an allegation. And then to put, you know, the Democrat over the over the line for the victory. But there's so many games that are played. We are so far ahead of listening to a poll. It's ridiculous. The only poll that I can see, every time Trump says he's going somewhere, and now he announced his uh, his uh, re-election bid, uh, not only ground zero in Florida. It's been this way for a long time, I-4 corridor. But I think Florida is the lead state, and it is now ground zero for the entire country. And uh, when we're going to have thousands of people outside the Amway Arena, thousands of people trying to get as close as they can on the streets of downtown Orlando, you're not going to ever see a crowd like that, even for the Democratic nominee, I don't believe. So that gives you an idea, at least out among the populist people, 
Trump is still the odds-on winner to me, and a lot of his people are not going to express their support to the media because he's got them convinced that they'll be talking to the fake media. So how in the world, Tony, if it was you, how in the world could you go about even being the best expert in America with uh, half the folks you're trying to talk to will put you with the media and say you're fake media and I'm not going to tell you, how in the world do you get an accurate count? To me, Tony, you don't. Your thoughts? No, you don't. I think it just gives them something to talk about. That's all it is, ratings. And, then, and by the way, it'll give Hannity something to rant about. He'll be on with the president live after the speech tonight. So sure. with all due respect for the spin doctors um, and partisans, and by the way, I'm a socially conservative, conservative uh, Christian worldview guy, so I make no bones about those who will support the agenda I think is right. Well, you also got to take into consideration folks like me. I don't ever tell anybody I'm fair and balanced because I'm a kingdom guy. And as a kingdom guy, I'm just going to tell you like it is and hope that with my praying, I get it right. Well, so are we. And uh, like you said earlier, we we don't like everything that Trump says or does, Mm -mm. but we sure do. We sure do love his policies. How long long have we been listening to people's rhetoric? And we're all excited, and, you know, they got to say all the right things. And then when they get there, they don't do anything. Example, right here in Florida. <coughs> all the folks in the Florida Senate, oh, they go to this Baptist church, they go to this Catholic church, blah, 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 blah. And we couldn't even get the leader of the Senate and certain people who controlled that 40-member body to even get the bill through committee and have a debate on the floor about parental consent for underage abortions. But yet they'll come back and talk a good game about how they're my best friend and we all work together. And I'm friends with all of them. But I, I'm telling you, we've got, a, we've got a man here who talks less but delivers. And, yes, he's inappropriate with his bedside manner. <coughs> he's inappropriate with his personal attacks. <coughs> But my word, I don't know of any other president that's proven more conservative with what he's got passed and what he's trying to get passed than the now candidate for re-election, President Trump. Well, amen. And I believe one of his uh, main points is going to be: you give me a re- re- you give the re- uh, Republican uh, House of Representatives back, and you increase the number of Republicans in the Senate, and we'll get all those even more things done that I can't get done now because of the Democrats blocking. Well, that's so. one thing I may take issue with you, and that's only because Trump had a Republican House and Senate before Nancy Pelosi took over. And I don't know whether they were skeptical. Sure, there was a, there was the non-honeymoon period for a year where a Republican didn't know whether they ought to act like they even know Trump or not. That was about a year after he was elected. So I, I understand how it came down. But I got to tell you. I think that had a lot to do with the Speaker of the House at the time. I really it could, that's what I'm saying. But who knows the next Speaker? All I'm saying, you got 400 cats to try and round up Democrat Republicans <laughs> in the House. You got 100 in the Senate. The only way, the only way what, what I think I'm telling you is, is that after two decades, I know we're encouraged when, say, if you're a conservative, you've got numbers in your camp. But, boy, once they're elected, it's like herding camp cats, and they don't always fall in line to do what you and I thought they would just naturally do. So I hope you're right and I'm wrong, 
I'm just saying I'm skeptical, even if he gets the House back, to see uh, how well these folks are going to put personal advantage to the side and do what's right for the country. Uh, I'm waiting to see a big renaissance in that area because that's long been absent in our culture. We shall see, and thank you for your time, Bill, and thank you for all you do. God bless, Tony. Now, don't get excited. Don't be throwing the popcorn where Mom has to pick it up just just to keep cool tonight, all right? <laughs> Take care, oh, we're gonna, oh, we're going to get excited. We're going to be excited. I know. Good education for kids, too. God bless you, Tony. Okay, went a little bit over. Let's take a timeout. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment. 877-943-9673. Coming up just after bottom of the hour. Freedom from religion, folks. Went after the parsonage exemption of taxes. Went to court. We'll find out coming up in just a moment because, well, in a few minutes, Joe Davis with the Beckett Law Group is going to be telling us on how the court ruled on that very issue. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We've been lost. We need your mercies, oh God. Austin is a junior at Sarasota Christian School. I just love that every class is not just about the subject. Not only are you learning mentally and, and growing in the subjects that you're getting, you're also getting a spiritual aspect that you don't really get at another school. Academics are important, but there's no higher priority than spiritual growth and development within a caring community. Not a lot of schools have like a retreat where you actually get to go develop as a Christian, but you're also just growing in friendship. From pre-K through 12th grade, Sarasota Christian is a school where your child will feel accepted immediately, be cared for deeply, and never be made to feel like an outsider. Yeah, I've always felt welcome here, and that's one of our biggest things that we pride ourselves on. We're really good at inviting and being able to bring kids in and become really great friends. Sarasota Christian School, dedicated to Christ and your child's success since 1958. Schedule a tour at sarasotachristian.org. That's sarasotachristian.org. So you sit down and do your budget, and you look at all your monthly costs and your bills and your income, and it seems like there's never quite enough. You know what would really help, finding $500 a month to help balance things out. That is the typical savings, $500 a month for a family when you switch to MediShare for your health care. And when it comes to health care sharing ministries, MediShare is really the gold standard. It's been around for 25 years and has more than 400,000 members. It's been around so long and grown so much because it works. And whether you're single or married or have kids, this could make sitting down to do a monthly budget a lot more fun. $500 a month can more than cover a car payment or payback loans, whatever. So join MediShare and go out to dinner to celebrate. Here's the number to call. They are incredibly kind and helpful to talk to. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Saturday afternoons at 4.30. Join Pastor John Couch for This Day in the Word. He blesses those who diligently, they are focused. They got missile lock. They're dialed in. They're going after God who seek Him, who run hard after Him, who love Him, who live for Him. This Day in the Word with Pastor John Couch. Saturday afternoons at 4.30 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com.
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Bill Bunkley here on the Bill Bunkley Show this afternoon. Grace and mercy is waiting for you. And some of you are basking in that already because you walk daily, 24-7, 365 with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But I want to tell you, I'm not going to promise you you're not going to have issues. You're not going to have trouble when you come to the Lord. You can just look at my and other uh, testimonies. Um, we have challenges because we live in a sinful world. But I want to tell you what, that joy, that peace, it's there. And as you learn through your sanctification how to get tuned up with the Holy Spirit, with the Lord, it just, I tell you what, it's its its the way, the truth, and the life. And remember, uh, the world doesn't uh, want to even hear me say this and would probably run me off a cliff. But there's only one way for you to inherit inter- eternal life, and that is through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who shed his blood for you. Well, as we uh, uh, get ready to take a break here, just a moment to get with uh, our friends at uh, Beckett to talk about another legal case. And I'm going to keep you in suspense as to how that case went. You got to keep tuned right here on AM 579.10 to find out. But Andrea Morris reporting for CBN News. This is the world that we are in. And this is the world you have to prepare your children to be in. And I think this young lad was prepared. The entire discussion was caught on camera. The teacher and the student are unidentified in the video. The student asked the teacher, why did you kick me out of class? And you can hear the teacher saying on the video, you aren't being inclusive. Inclusive. I know what the authority thinks in point of view. It's very clear that we make no discrimination on the grounds. I'm sorry what you choose to make an issue about a point that is contrary to our policy. The student responded back. Well, I think it's silly to have anything other than two genders. And it's not scientific whatsoever. I stated something that I believe in, and you kicked me out of class. I wasn't making a discrimination. I was simply saying there are two genders male and female. Anything else is a personal identification. Man, what a student. The teacher then fired back, telling the student to, quote, keep that opinion to your own house and not in this school. I am stating what is National School Authority policy, said the teacher. Now, remember that thought. How long have I been telling you that where this nation was going in terms of our religious liberty? Hey, you keep your religion inside the four walls of your house, and don't you dare bring it out in the streets. We're seeing that right here in this true story. Now, the teacher came back and said, this is an inclusive school. 
I'm more than one gender in this country. This is my opinion, and that is an opinion which is acceptable in this school. I'm afraid that yours, you student, which you are saying there is no such thing as anyone other than a male or female, is not inclusive. You are choosing to make an issue about this, the teacher said. You're making bad choices. So the student doesn't back down. He asked if he can go to the research area to resume, to resume his classwork. But the teacher, but he is told by the teacher to stay in the room. The student gets a little more confrontational. He says, thanks for wasting my time. As the teacher walked out of the door of the room, the punishment room. And the video concludes with the teacher stopping cold in his tracks. The teacher turns around. And the teacher tells this student straight on, quote, I am not allowed to tell you much. Excuse me. I am not allowed to tell you how much of my time you've wasted, quote, unquote. This, my friends, is not a made-up story. So, once again, could someone tell me about this tolerant world that we live in? I need some help. You can't even have an opinion based on science, based on the Word of God, that you aren't going to be severely persecuted. And by the way, you want to get you want to get my passion flowing. Tell me to keep my religion in the four walls of my house. Because this old bird, you're going to have an issue. Too many people have shed their blood, and we just focused and showcased on some of the bravest men that have ever gone on the battlefield for the United States of America there at Normandy. Many of which you go through that cemetery, you're either going to see a Star of David or you're going to see a cross. And for the sake of political correctness, I hope that you join me and millions of others around the country to say, no, no. Our Lord and Savior told us to go to the four points of the globe to spread the gospel. And that includes right here in our local neighborhoods, towns, and cities. But that, my friend, is, and I'm not mad at the teacher. The teacher has just had some life experiences that he is totally misguided. And certainly as a teacher, probably couldn't define the word tolerance. But he sure knows how to be inclusive. Amen. All right, going to take a time out. When we come back, we're going to have Joe Davis joining us with the Beckett Law Group, talking about uh, a legal challenge to a pastor's housing allowance. 
Is that going to come to an end or not? We'll have that in a moment. Reminding you that tonight that if you are commuting or you don't have a television set, we will be providing live coverage of the president's speech on our sister stations, AM 860, here in West Central Florida, Tampa, St. Pete, Sarasota, Bradenton, AM 930, and across the area on our biz station, AM 1380. Those three channels, 860, 930, 1380, hear the president's speech if you're in transit. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment. Pastors, are you going to be losing your housing allowance? Don't go away. We've got that next. W262CP, Bayonet Point. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Acting Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan is stepping down before his formal nomination ever went to the Senate. He's citing a painful family situation that would hurt his children and reopen wounds we have worked years to heal. President Trump announced Shanahan's departure in a tweet and said that Army Secretary Mark Esper would be the new acting Pentagon chief. President Trump is heading to a rally in Orlando, Florida, where he'll announce he is running for re-election. U.S. authorities have seized more than a billion dollars worth of cocaine from a ship at a Philadelphia port, calling it one of the largest drug busts in American history. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Philadelphia announced the massive bust on Twitter Tuesday afternoon. Officials said agents seized about 15 metric tons of cocaine. On Wall Street, that up by 353 points. The Nasdaq rose 109. The S&P advanced 28. More details at srnnews.com. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention. So many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out for the resources and know-how to make it all work. There's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers. The following is a public notice for people suffering with fibromyalgia symptoms. Researchers from the University of Illinois College of Medicine have developed the first definitive blood test for the biomarkers of fibromyalgia. Those who test positive may qualify for an FDA-approved clinical trial of a breakthrough symptom-eliminating treatment. Previously, a fibromyalgia diagnosis could not be confirmed, forcing sufferers to endure skepticism from their friends, family, and the medical community. Now, participants can have the definitive confirmation of this debilitating disease. The test is covered by nearly all insurance plans, and FM tests can help arrange your blood test at a local facility. If you suffer from chronic fatigue, mental fogginess, chronic pain, body tenderness, or poor sleep, it may be fibromyalgia. Take this opportunity to get the first and only definitive test. If you test positive, you could be among the first to receive a breakthrough treatment formulated to eliminate all fibromyalgia symptoms. Space is limited, so go to thefmtest.com now. That's thefmtest.com. Thefmtest.com. Do you have a strategy for dealing with situations where you're tempted to get angry? Some people stop and count to ten. Others turn around and go for a walk to cool off. Still others have committed themselves to a principle found in the book of James. Be slow to speak and slow to anger. That slowness, coupled with a prayerful attitude, allows time for you to consider the most important thing of all. What does God want to accomplish in me through this difficult situation? Patience, forgiveness, whatever it is, it's important and will only be revealed if you go slowly. This is David Jeremiah. 
encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's speed limits on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life. Route 66, start your journey home today. Here at Faith Talk, we are always amazed at what God does at our annual Pastors Appreciation Day event. Spirits are refreshed through fellowship and encouragement. 2019's event will be the best ever. And Pastor, we want you to experience it. So save the date, October 17th, for Pastors Appreciation Day at Armature Works in Tampa with keynote speaker Philip DeCourcy, an amazing meal, a vacation getaway giveaway, and so much more. Last year, the room was full. So reserve your seat today at letstalkfaith.com. In football, there's an end zone. But in life, each of us has a comfort zone, that personal space around us that should be protected and respected. A healthy relationship is one in which both parties are on an equal playing field and are comfortable with each other's interaction. It's important that we help our children set boundaries, to learn what to do in an uncomfortable situation, and to respect the boundaries of others. Dad, have a conversation with your kids. For five tips for teaching your kids about boundaries, visit allprodad.com. Bunkley here on this Tuesday afternoon, and do not ever, ever, ever forget uh, the few lines of the lyrics of uh, that particular song that we just listened to for just a moment. Because I'm going to tell you what, that uh, he's a defender of the weak, the poor. He's also going to hide us under his wings. And I want to tell you that as uh, we, uh, because of what I believe our mission and our calling is here each and every afternoon, uh, we've got a little bit of an unbalance because we, we typically talk about uh, a lot more things that are, are challenging our world of view and our religious liberty than we do anything else. But uh, with the attacks that are coming from all sides, all angles, that's what we have to do. And we've got uh, another attack we'll talk about here in just a moment and what that outcome was. But this is a day that I just learned that uh, the California lawmakers have passed a resolution that would force pastors and others to preach a particular message on LGBT uh, affairs. Now, I I would assume that's not going to happen, but remember what's happening in our culture. Well, we've got another group, and here to talk about another group who is uh, pretty, um, has some good expertise about harassing anything about religious freedom, religious liberty, here with us from the Beckett Law Group, Joe Davis. Uh, he has uh, uh, been with them since 2017. There is legal counsel. Uh, he's uh, been working on appellate litigation in both the federal and state courts. He represents government entities sued because of their openness to, listen very carefully, religious expression and discrimination against religious entities in government programs. While in law school, Joe studied religious liberty law with one of the top religious liberty scholars and litigators in the nation. With that, uh, Joe Davis, good to have you with us. 
Uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Can we get a moment? I may circle back to that revelating that revelation that came out of uh, California. But today, we're going to talk about a group that is always filing suit somewhere. Tell us a little bit about the Freedom from Religion Foundation, and then segue into the challenge that they brought against the housing allowance for pastors of churches. Sure. Uh, The Freedom from Religion Foundation is uh, an atheist group based in Wisconsin. Uh, As you said, they're they're repeat litigators on on church and state issues, and they often often sue sue governments who are are open to religious expression, you know, over things like displays in the public square. And uh, and uh, generally, they you know they they seem to bring cases that that show a lot of hostility toward religion in the public square in general. So that's that's what happened in, in this case. Uh, the case that that you mentioned is uh, a case that the Freedom from Religion Foundation brought against the parsonage allowance. Uh, the parsonage allowance is a a longstanding uh, provision of law that allows uh, churches and other houses of worship to uh, give their ministers a home or a uh, housing allowance that is then excluded from the minister's income tax. Uh, And the Freedom from Religion Foundation sued the IRS over that uh, and said, uh, you know, we don't think that's fair. We think that's an establishment of religion, and you have to start imposing uh, lots of new taxes on churches and ministers across the country. So they went to court, and by the way, listening to the voice of Joe Davis, and if you're by your home or office PC, Hey, pull up their website, BeckettLaw.org. That's Beckett, B-E-C-K-E-T-L-A-W.org, BeckettLaw.org, to find out more about this and the fine case that they are litigating. Now, usually the uh, Freedom From Religion Foundation, I mean, they are like hound dogs. I mean, they will, even though if it's something somewhat in the realm of what many of us would regard as a frivolous, ridiculous lawsuit. I mean, they go, 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 go. Now, what's happened is this is this is a little bit odd because oftentimes these groups will uh, harass all the way up to the Supreme Court. Well, apparently there's been a decision not to take it that far. Tell us what has happened in terms of the local courts and the district courts, and then uh, amazingly where we find ourselves now got a really great encouraging decision in this parsonage allowance case that I mentioned a few minutes ago. Uh, so the Freedom from Religion Foundation sued the IRS, said that you have to start, you have to take away the parsonage allowance and start taxing uh, churches and ministers on their on their homes. Uh, my firm, the Beckett Fund, we intervened on behalf of a couple of uh, religious leaders, uh, Pastor Chris Butler, uh, who's a Southside Chicago pastor. This case was filed in Chicago. so uh, And we intervened in the case and said, hey, you know, we've got FFRF on one side, they've sued the IRS on the other side, but the, the people who are missing here are the ones that are really going to be hurt by this case, uh, which, are, which are ministers. So we intervened in the case, uh, and we litigated it up to the Court of Appeals, and we got a really great opinion from the Court of Appeals that upheld the parsonage allowance, uh, said that, that you know, FFRF's challenge uh, failed, uh, and that the, the parsonage allowance is, is constitutional. Um, and then a couple of days ago, uh, FFRF declined to appeal that ruling to the Supreme Court. So uh, that, that case is over. It's now, it's now a pretty firm victory. Do you suspect, Joe Davis, is this a strategic move in terms of – you probably know the answers. I'm going to ask you to speculate. 
Is this is this move by the Freedom from Religion Foundation? Is this a strategic move to maybe put resources, uh, maybe in another case, um, because they don't necessarily worry about whether they're going to win or lose. They just are out there making the case. Why do you think this uh, unusual move by them not to just appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court? Uh, any thoughts about what really motivated this decision? Uh, it's a good question, I and mean, like you said, it would be it would be speculating for me to to really you know act like I had a good answer for that. I think I think the most the most obvious uh, the most obvious you know potential answer is that it was a really you know, they're, they're wrong on this one. They lost, and and it's a really uh, persuasive opinion from the Seventh Circuit. Um, the the Parsonage Allowance has been around for a very long time. Uh, it, it doesn't treat. Uh, ministers better than other people. It actually treats them uh, the same as other people because there's actually uh, a, a sort of longstanding principle of tax law that if your employer provides you something to enable you to do your job better, a tool, um, that tool is not considered income to you. Uh, so the Parsonage Allowance just treats uh, churches and ministers just like it, just like the, the tax law in general treats uh, treats all kinds of employees. Uh, and, and the Seventh Circuit held that, wrote a very persuasive opinion, and you know, I, you know, I think FFRF, uh, you know, one explanation is they didn't think they would win if they took it up, which we, which we completely agree with. So the important part here, Joe Davis, is that uh, instead of the perception that this was a, an exclusive uh, provision, they would probably say loophole, that this was exclusively for pastors, as you have just so capably explained, uh, you know, if a business wanted to provide housing for an employee because of their importance to the organization, the idea here is is that uh, ex- uh, taking advantage uh, of this particular tax provision isn't just limited to the pastors. And that would certainly tell me uh, if I was on the other side. First of all, you should have figured that out before you went to court. Uh, but the second thing is, is that that certainly seems plausible to me that you're, you're going to have a and you're going to have a long time out in the desert before you get people to start lining up uh, with you on that issue. Yeah, so that, that's right. I think that so one one uh, one of the rationales for the Seventh Circuit's opinion was exactly what we just talked about. It uh, how uh, lots of other secular employees get uh, very similar treatment, and the Parsonage Allowance is just one example of this of this principle that applies to everybody. And then another part of the opinion was uh, an historical analysis. Analysis. Um, the Seventh Circuit said, uh, you know, uh, in, in addition to that. Um, you know, uh, the Supreme Court has been using an historical test in some of its more recent First Amendment cases, where, where what you what you ask is, you know, the the founders who ratified the First Amendment, they knew what an establishment of religion was, uh, and you ask, you know, is this thing like like the establishments of religion that the founders were concerned about? And what the court said is no. I mean, uh, t- exemptions for churches have been around since the founding of the country, uh, tax exemptions of various sorts, uh, and the kinds of establishments that the founders were worried about involved things like uh, coercion of religious practice, uh, uh, government control over uh, over church doctrine and personnel, um, sort of disability, uh, political disabilities on people that dissented from the established church, these kinds of things. Uh, and the Parsonage Allowance is nothing like that. And so uh, that historical analysis is also a really, really great, encouraging part of the opinion. Uh, and and I think that's you know another another reason why uh, this this case was going to be a loser. And that's got to be satisfying to you, Joe Davis, because uh, of all the cases, uh, you guys there at Beckett and in 
all of the other firms that work in the same area for religious freedom, religious liberty, oftentimes, especially depending on the circuit, you get some real, real kooky uh, opinions. And so to have someone get it right and to get it right in the right way, uh, and especially doing the homework for the historical perspective, it is, uh, it's got to be a plus. Uh, well, we we've been arguing for a long time that that uh, that that sort of historical analysis is the one that that should apply in these cases, and and I think uh, you know for that reason this this opinion that we got in the Parsons Allowance case uh, is a really good sign going forward. Uh, it points the way forward to uh, courts applying that sort of analysis in other types of cases. Uh, so it's not just about the Parsons Allowance. You have cases about. Um, you know, uh, symbolism, religious symbolism in the public square that this same kind of analysis might be applied to. Uh, and, in fact, there's a case at the Supreme Court right now uh, where the court is considering whether, you know, how to resolve a case about a uh, cross-shaped war memorial on yes, public property. Yes, that's a big one. Where, where this same, uh, this, these same sorts of arguments are going to be in play. Hmm. Got a couple, three minutes. Let me, if I could, let me just switch gears because this just uh, broke about, oh, 20 minutes before he came on the air. I want to read, if I could, uh, Joe, uh, a couple of quick paragraphs from CBN News, Andrea Morris reporting. And this has to do with this resolution filed in California. And just get your initial reaction. California Assemblyman Evan Lowe is pushing a resolution in the State Assembly Judiciary Committee that's aimed at telling religious leaders in California what they should preach from their pulpits. Assembly concurrent resolution calls on counselors, pastors, religious workers, educators, and institutions with great moral influence to stop perpetuating the idea that something is wrong with LGBT identities or sexual behavior. Uh, Resolution 99 also condemns attempts to change unwanted same-sex attraction or gender confusion as unethical, harmful, and leading to high rates of suicide. Um, just your thoughts about the boldness, uh, just in a minute or so, the boldness of, of anyone who is representing a constituency in any government body proposing that they are going to cross that, that precious line and start uh, some sort of dictation to pastors of what they can preach or don't preach. Your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd have to study it a bit more just based on, like you said, it's breaking news, but, you know, on the face of it, it's it's very troubling. The idea that that you know, no matter no matter what the context for the, for the government to dictate to uh, to, to ministers to preachers uh, the the contents of, of what they can say about their faith, uh, that's a that's very troubling and obviously a you know a major First Amendment issue as you in the abstract. Uh, and you know, I, and I think that gets back you know that that gets to sort of an overarching principle of this discussion that we've been having here, which is that uh, you know what the First Amendment is all about is reducing the government's ability to uh, Control private religious choices, uh, and and that unites unites both these situations we're seeing where you know the, that's that's part of what the Parsons Allowance is all about. The, the government is treating uh, ministers like everybody else, and and allowing them to have the same uh, the same housing allowance that everybody else gets. Uh, so that's reducing government control over private religious choices. Uh, and you know if if government were to dictate what ministers could say on certain subjects, that would be that would that would run afoul of that, of that same principle. Well, I figured, Joe Davis, because of your particular expertise, uh, I imagine this is one story and one resolution that uh, when you get a chance to return to it, I'm sure this is one you're going to be looking at very closely. <laughs> 
Absolutely. All right. Uh, we want to just thank Joe Davis uh, for your service to us in the country, legal counsel with uh, Beckett Law, and we appreciate you giving us your expertise this afternoon. Thanks so much for, for having me. God bless you, my friend. Thank you. All right. All right, that wraps up this edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. I'll be getting in the chariot and heading, heading over to Muggs Sports Bar and Grill, either in Largo or Clearwater, depending on who you talk to, over on Olmerton Road. So if you are out and about and looking for a place to be with some others to listen to the president's re-election message, that's where I will be. Coming up in a moment, my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten, on today's edition of Living Truth, Friends Matter, Part 1. Friends Matter Part 1 is coming up in a moment. Well, tomorrow we'll have the top sound bites and uh, the reaction to President Trump's re-election message here from Orlando, Florida. Until then, have a great evening. Be blessed and God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.